With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I'm opening this door and I'm climbing out of here. The hell you are. Hey, I don't work for you anymore, okay? I don't have to take orders. That's enough now from all of you. You think water's fast? You should see ice. It moves like it has a mind. Like it knows it killed the world once. It got a taste for murder. When the avalanche came, it took us a week to climb out. And somewhere, we lost hope. Now, I don't know exactly when we turned on each other. I just know that seven of us survived the slide. And only five made it out. Now, we took an oath that I'm breaking now. Swore that we say it was the snow that killed the other two. But it wasn't. Nature can be lethal. But it doesn't hold a candle to man. Now, you've seen how bad things can get and how quick they can get that way. Well, they can get a whole lot worse. So we're not going to fight anymore. We're going to pull together, and we're going to find a way to get out of here. First, we're going to seal off this Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, dying times here. Woo!
everybody. We're back. Welcome to episode 165. You're correct, sir. Right on. Tim is here. How you doing, buddy? I'm here. I'm <laughs> doing fine. Worked another Saturday. <laughs> yeah, you sound like me, man. I had like 65 weeks or hours in. Yep. <clears throat> I hate it when other people have vacation. Yeah, but I found a way to watch a bunch of movies this weekend. Me too! Me too! That seemed to be what I did all this week. It was fucking weird, man. Like, all I did was watch movies and... and Yep. And I I, I was going to bring up Hannibal. Yeah, Uh, I heard uh, season three started. Yes, it did. I almost uh, started watching the rest of season one, but I didn't. (laughs) <laughs> um season three open kind of slow and weird and you're not totally sure about it but by going by the previews the rest of the season's gonna be fucking amazing i've heard that they are just going balls out yeah and you know what and i was discussed this with a few people and everybody seems to be in agreement uh the first episode was kind of hokey and just not Hannibal quality, but I brought up the point. Remember the finale at the end of season two? Nope. No matter what, (laughs) no matter what we're going to see, we're all going to think the first episode sucks after that. Cause the season finale for season two is just like you said, it's balls out. That was balls out. So whatever. (laughs) <laughs> but and like I said, I've seen what happens in future episodes, and it's going to be crazy. Still haven't seen Pat. I haven't even got to Lance Hendrickson yet, so that's how <sighs> how long I'm fucking behind. My God, what's wrong with you? Well, nothing's wrong with me because I've seen Mad Max seven times now. Jeez. <laughs> Went to see it again today. Did you? <laughs> Unfucking believable that movie. I want to give it all my money. Just have all my money. I want hey, how much money has it made now? Um, I don't know. I could look it up real quick. That's what I was doing. <laughs> made another $8 million this week. Oh, God. And it's up to 130.8 in the U.S. What, what, what about world? Uh, worldwide? Let me check that out if it gives it still. Uh, where are you at? Uh, there we go, 100 and, yeah, 130, uh, this is total gross, 100. No, that's just US is 130 million. I'm not This one doesn't say worldwide. Yeah, I see, IMDB. How the fuck is Age of Ultron make 438 million? Oh yeah. What the fuck? That's just, uh, Here, hold on, hold that on. is just the U.S. Also, Fifty Shades of Grey, 166 million. How the, what, what? I don't want to live in this country anymore. Yeah, they're not giving me international now anymore, but they're, the international, I would say has to be like 250 at this point. Good. Good. I would say it has to be 250 or something. I, I mean, I'm sure if we go looking somewhere, yeah, I'm not going to put in any more effort into looking at whatever it is. Oh, uh, hold on. 
I might have something. I want number one movie. I want to know. Give me that. Nope, go back to that. (laughs) (laughs) It's just right now, it's just giving me number one movie, and basically all you need to know is Avengers Age of Ultron's like number one. Yeah, there's only like, what, three or four before you hit Mad Max of of all year so far. Yeah, it just We'll get our sequel. I'm 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 sufficiently convinced now. Yeah, it's it, yeah, it's just not given to me that I would you'd have to go. That, there has to be something that like does international, but I'm going to guess um no doubt that it's done like 250 at least. Sure. I uh, I'll I'll allow it. I I am I want my Mad Max Wasteland now. Matter of fact, my yeah. buddy. Oh, yeah, it's it's coming, dude. Don't I, worry. I had a friend from high school that I haven't talked to since high school come over to my house today specifically to get a bootleg copy of. Yes, Shitty this continues from last Mad week. Yeah. <laughs> he was like, he's a big car dude. He's like big, big into cars and he loves the Mad Max post apocalyptic shit. And he was like, okay, I've got. I've got Striker, I've got the new Barbarians, I've got all the Mad Max ripoffs. And I was like, do you have Wheels of Fire? No. Mm. Oh, sir! <laughs> you do not have the fucking Mad Max ripoff that makes no bones about it being a Mad Max ripoff. <laughs> you need this, and I will get you a yeah, copy of Fury Road. But, yeah. So what'd you watch this week? You said you watched a bunch of shit. Uh, what a, yeah, let's get down to that stuff. Uh, we are gonna talk Gator Bait and Gator Bait 2 just because Gator Bait 2 <laughs> exists. <laughs> exists and it gets into Dario Argento and Asia Argento territory. <laughs> I'm interested <laughs> now. <laughs> yeah, I, it, it, not even when I was reviewing it, I was like, oh yeah, I went there. <laughs> Just everybody that's listening to the podcast right now, just think about the stories you've heard about Mr. Nakedness in front of Yeah, Mr. Argento filming his daughter at one point. That's the rumor. You know? Yeah. Let's just say there's way too much of that going on in Gator Bait 2. Uh, (laughs) Anyhow. Sat down and watched Maggie. I haven't got to that yet. I've you, gotten three or you four need different. To. Yeah, I've got three or four different files, and it'll be like like Korean subtitles, which are boring. It'll be in Korean, or I just haven't got the right file yet. I uh, the one I had looked beautiful. Well, I have heard you'll either love it or you will hate it. Yes, exactly. And that's the thing. If you are looking for a different zombie movie, is the best way to go about this. If you're looking for story, yeah. If you're looking for story driven, this is going to be the one you want to see. And no lie, I knew it was good when my wife goes, "Who would have guessed Schwarzenegger would have had to go to politics to learn how to act?" Because <laughs> she watched it with me. That's the best rundown I've ever heard. And she, she was actually impressed with Schwarzenegger. I'm telling you, I like what he's doing. 
And after seeing this movie, I'm actually excited for Terminator Genesis. I want to see that just because it looks like a fucking hot mess, like garbage. Yes! It looks so insane. I At first, I didn't care. Now I do. And it's just like, <laughs> after watching Maggie, which to me, I won't go as far as saying amazing, but a really, really good, deep kind of zombie flick. I'll and here's here's the thing. If you're expecting zombies, you get maybe four of them. And you get about six ounces of blood in the whole entire movie. Oh, no. It, but it's, is it a World War Z type of situation where there should be millions of gallons of blood and no. there's not any? No, but this <laughs> is this is like a very kind of like dark um, – try not to give too much away of this. This is like kind of very dark kind of – Arnold plays a farmer – which is hilarious in itself. That is just a ridiculous premise. <laughs> but basically the whole movie centers around him protecting his daughter, who a virus has broken out, and it's kind of been controlled without being controlled. And it's not one of those where the zombie virus, you're going to turn into a zombie in two two hours. No, it takes several weeks. Like, they have it down to, okay, you're... So and so, whatever, your spouse, your daughter, whatever, daughter, Maggie in this case, has been bitten. Probably in six or seven weeks, she's gonna turn, her eyes are gonna, they explain the whole thing, like what's gonna happen to her. And you got like, two, like two or three things to do, and basically one of them is you take them to the quarantine zone. And basically there's all these quarantine zones in major cities that are quarantine any of the zombies, and basically they're killing them off. Is what it comes down to. And if you do not do this, and you do not, the second option is kill them yourself, the military comes to your home and grabs them. Like, the local police are in on it and all that stuff, and this is more of, like, the progression of becoming a flesh eater, and it's, I can tell you what, Arnold had one hell of a performance in this. He's, he's really good. So I've heard. And basically, if you pay attention to the background noise that's in the movie, um, you hear radio broadcasts and different things of that talking about they're not sure what exactly the virus came from, but they believe it is the farm crops. And it just shows all these farmers burning their crops to the ground. And, Arnold did it. It all came from Arnold. And it just all this – it's it's pretty cool. It's basically kind of like uh, humanity's trying to control the apocalypse. You know what I mean? It's coming. It's like it's, a, is, it, is it like a government conspiracy type deal? Like it's a control? No. Like they did it on no. purpose? No. If it is, none of that is in the movie. Okay. Like this is kind of like they know what's going on. They're trying to control it, but people are surviving. There's people still trying to go to school. Different things like that. It's. Like I said, it's a very story-driven movie. You gotta pay attention to it. I liked it. I gave it three and a half stars, dude. Hey, but that's yeah, enough for me to check it out. Yeah, it is a movie you are either gonna accept or you're gonna completely hate. It, it, there's gonna be no middle ground on this movie. I like it, you know, one, it does have Arnold in it. Uh -huh. That's the I mean, worst price of admission. Yeah, but two, the trailers had me interested 
I wasn't expecting this good of a film. The trailers had me interested in, okay, how is Arnold going to approach this type of film? You know what I mean? Because watching the trailers, I was never expecting, you know, balls out zombie movie. They went in the complete opposite direction is what it comes down to. And that interests me more because I was like, okay, you didn't take the easy way out. You tried to do something different. Not saying it hasn't been done before, but you have Arnold Schwarzenegger. You easily could have done a crazy Expendables type zombie movie here. Uh huh. And you did not. And it's, I just enjoy it. Well, I liked it a lot. Before I forget, speaking of Expendables, did you read who they are looking to cast as the bad guy in Expendables 4? Oh, Jesus. Oh, don't even tell me you're going to say Hulk Hogan. Hulk Hogan, brother! God, uh, yeah, I heard that. That sounds like it would be awesome, but I think uh, that just sounds like somebody made that up and it gained ground and some legs. Oh, yeah, it. and I wouldn't be surprised Hulk Hogan made it up. <laughs> he needs money, I'm, I'm certain. I'm for certain his sex tape yeah. was not, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, but again, like I said, do yourself a favor. Watch Maggie. You're going to like it. I think you'll like it. It's definitely very cool, definitely dark. Oh, uh, uh, check out. uh, yeah, I'll watch Maggie, directed by the man who directed Snow White and the Huntsman. The Huntsman. The Huntsman, yes. <laughs> Shut I up, I like that movie. That. <laughs> uh, but anyhow. I liked moving it. On, I liked uh, it. I sent you a link. Uh, a filmmaker contacted me this past week named Alfred Kikarli. Uh, Italian name, I'm guessing. But it's from a movie that I Kids Go to Hell 2, I think it was the name of the movie that I uh, reviewed earlier in the year. The one where they he, go to detention and... Uh, something like that, yeah. And he emailed me and said he worked on that and said, hey, i seen your review for it. Do you mind checking out my short film? You can share it anywhere. 16-minute short film. I fucking loved it. It is amazing. This is what you sent me because I just know, like got this two, like two minutes before the show started. Yes. Yes, it's really good. Don't despair. Yeah, don't despair. It's really cool. Basically, two characters, Rachel and William, they collect... Serial killer memorabilia. And it's just really cool dialogue. And Rachel, basically, she has a connection now after they exchange what they're exchanging and talking about this unknown serial killer, but it's their favorite. And she's like, come with me. I have a surprise for you. And very cool stuff. It's just very cool in the fact that this guy made sure... Hey, I've seen filmmakers do a film like this and stretch stretch it into 90 minutes, and it suffers horribly. Mm-hmm. He makes it into 16 minutes, and it fits it perfectly. That's why I loved it. He didn't beat around the bush, got two great actors to be these two characters, and great dialogue. Very cool. It's only 16 minutes long. I put it on our site. I put it on my site. People, go check it out. It's worth watching. Uh, but have you watched Kung Fury yet? No. 
You need to. I saw... Well, I don't know what the fuck is up with my cable provider, man. Last weekend, I was getting... Uh, Tur- or not Turner Classic Movies, what is it? Uh, MGM, there's a really cool channel. It's called MGM HD. Yes. I was getting it last weekend. I was getting El Rey Network last weekend. Watched the shit out of some Kung Fu. And Kung Fury was on El Rey. And I oh, was Jesus. like, I was like, I'll watch it some other time because I was, I was going to do something. Now all of a sudden I don't get El Rey. Uh huh. I don't know what the fuck that's about. But I didn't get to see it. I know it's all over the internet. Oh yeah, yeah. It's ex. It, I watched about the they, first five minutes. I watched up into where the arcade machine transforms. Gets up and the, giving everybody a finger as it's shooting everybody. Yeah, it transforms into the robot from Super Jail. Yeah, it just it's. I see, like you a couple of weeks ago, like two three weeks ago. I seen this was out there. Uh huh. And I haven't had time to sit in front of a computer and watch stuff. So yeah, me neither. I, I just, I finally this weekend, cause our Swede friend, Peter, uh, sent us the link, mm-hmm. and I was like, hey, I'm gonna watch it this weekend, dude, don't worry, I know about it, I'm gonna watch it. And I watched it, and it's fucking hilarious. It's nuts, and all you need to know, David Hasselhoff does a video for the movie. <laughs> <laughs> okay? I posted that too, especially when Kung Fury is driving in his car and he has a, ho- a Hoff 9000 talking back to him. The Hoff 9000? He's got a robot car? <laughs> Basically, it looks like the car from uh, Turbo Teen, but it oh, has Jesus. the Hoff 9000 inside of it. Fucking Turbo Teen. Fuck that shit. <laughs> yes, Turbo Teen has become my new full moon phrase. <laughs> <laughs> but I, it just... I. Basically, if you like the 80s, you like Iron Sky, you like Manborg, you like ninjas, you're going to like this. I like all those things, but I'm not sure I like them all together. It's only 30 minutes long. And that probably is the best part about the movie. Yes. This shit can I think get that's real old real quick. Yeah, and you get to see Thor fight Hitler. Uh-huh. I remember <laughs> all the stuff in the cuz this was this was the Kickstarter deal. Yes. They had the trailer of Thor yeah. coming out of the fucking lake and shit. Yep. Yeah, I remember. Yeah, it's definitely worth checking out. Um, moving on, also I watched a movie called Cheap Thrills. I've never seen that, but a lot of people like it. Yeah, out of print, Dan sent me a copy, told me I need to check this out. And if it helps you, Trent Haga is one of the writers on this flick. Mm-hmm. So as like, again, second movie I've seen that he's written – Amazing. It's just, it's basically about two old friends meet each other in a dive bar. They get together with a married couple and basically stupidity just spirals out of control for weird bets. Got David Kutchner in there. I love that dude. From basically, me. hey, I'll give you $500 if you punch the bouncer first. <laughs> hey, I cut your pinky off for $25,000. i will do it for fifteen. It just, stuff like that, and it just gets really dark at the end of the movie. <laughs> it's, it, 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 it is a dark movie. That is, you know what, I'm putting that on my list right now, I'm gonna watch that tonight, after yeah. Maggie. I, yeah, I like cheap thrills. Uh, I, this weekend too, uh, sat down and watched the abominable Dr. Fives. Woo! Still like uh, the second one a little bit more. 
Really? Yeah. You like Dr. Fives Rises Again I more? I do, because it's Dr. Fives Goes Egyptian, and I love the end where yeah. Dr. Fives just pieces out down the river. See you later, I'm gone, and that's the end. He's just rowing down the I, river. I was going to say, because I did watch Dr. Fives Rises Again. Now, I've seen the first Dr. Fives movie, been a long time, but I've never seen the sequel. Sat down and watched both of them. I like the first one more. Just because it just seems like Vincent Price has so much fun with this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that is the, I don't know, would you call that, I would call that the quintessential Vincent Price movie that is, maybe, maybe that is not called Last Man on Earth. Yeah. Or How yeah. It's on Haunted Hill. Yes. Yes, because he just seems like, I mean, come on, check him out eating dinner and he's putting it in the back of his neck and he yep. plugs himself into stuff to talk even though he never moves his mouth in two freaking movies. Uh-huh. And on top of that, he plays an organ. Uh-huh. <laughs> He's like the first iPod. <laughs> just he, in. It is just, it's nuts. I mean, the first, I mean, the movie basically, it's weird and totally doesn't make sense, but you enjoy, <laughs> you get, you know what else? There's another source of joy in that movie is the, 100% completely inept investigators. <laughs> yes, Scotland Yard, yeah. And, and I just, I, that is the one part of Dr. Fives Rises Again in the sequel. It makes no sense for Scotland Yard to go to Egypt. But after they find the dude, the life-size gin bottle, uh-huh. they go to Egypt. For no apparent reason. They don't need to be there. I love the, I love it. The second one where the dude falls asleep in the fucking tent in the desert and they put him in the sausage machine and he just, <laughs> he gets smushed. <laughs> he gets smushed in his little sleeping bag. It's got the but best we, kills of all time. But you forget, don't forget Vincent Price's character, Dr. Fives, is causing a windstorm with a big ass fan. Uh huh. And right before that, he tells his assistant, who does anything without question. And is foxy as shit. Yeah, he goes, woman, control the fan. And that's when he goes and puts the dude in the little smoosh machine. (laughs) It's got the best kills of any Vincent Price movie. That movie has never been matched. Yeah, and what's weird is after we watched both movies where I was talking about it, I was like, a couple years ago, I remember hearing there was rumors. Um, yeah, those rumors are still happening. Yeah, that they were going to remake this movie. And I was kind of like, now watching both movies back to back and checking them out, I'm like, that's going to be kind of tough without Yin's ruining everything. Because this had like, it's, it, it, it is a Samuel Arkoff production, mm-hmm. American International. It just, it just has that certain 70s quality to it, but also, too, besides Vincent Price, it just, you can't match what was done in these movies. It, it just complete, fun, crazy horror flicks. TBS staple, also. That, that's the thing, I never caught it on TBS. That's when I saw it for the very first, I think for the first time. That, I think I've only ever seen the first one, like, maybe a couple times, like, mm-hmm. twice. And there was a good 20, 25 years in between. Well, sticking with movies that had sequels that came out right after it, I've watched Cabin by the Lake and returned to Cabin by the Lake also. Oh. 
You don't like those at all? No, this is the... Who's in that? Isn't Rob Lowe in that? No, it's a Judd Nelson. That's it. Rob, these Joe, were, Judd Nelson. What's the yeah, name? these were the U.S. Network. Like, what are their last, basically, movie projects that you... Remember when USA Network would have, like, every couple months a new movie out? Trucks, like it, yeah. Yeah, they did a movie. Well, Cabin in the Lake and Return to Cabin by the Lake was kind of like the last movies they ever did. I mean, I know they did one or two cents, but... We're talking this is 2000 and 2001 they did these. Mm-hmm. So, but yeah, Judd Nelson is a serial killer and also a scriptwriter who basically <laughs> kills women and puts them in his garden underwater. And you don't like his. I enjoyed Cabin by the Lake. No, Return, I never watched it. I just Return to Cabin by the Lake eh, was not nearly as fun <laughs> as the first one. Sure, but, I'll take your word for it. I don't. <laughs> but also, too, just to let you know, when we get into Gator Bait 2, I now realize why, and I even put it in my review. I, I said, maybe this is the reason Mr. Quas and Mr. Pauling believe I will watch anything and I'm the human shield for bad movies. Uh-huh. <laughs> why we love Tim Gross. So, what did you watch, sir? Oh, man, um, a decent week i watched one really amazing movie uh perhaps second best movie of the year and i got to thinking uh when we this year when we do our top 10 movies of the year that we watched Mm -hmm. we're just gonna have to call it top 10 movies of the year that we watched that are not called mad max fury road oh yeah oh before i forget did you see what uh the trailer that i posted Along with the other movies I watched. I watched this last night. Pulled it out for the wife to watch. Uh-uh. No, I wasn't on the internet for like last okay. four days. Okay, I, I pulled out Graveyard Shift for her to watch. Did she like it? She, she was like, it's okay. But I'm sitting there, uh, I'm Did just the like, union come a-knocking? <laughs> that's like I'm saying. And she's just like, ah, uh, it all makes sense. She goes, do you actually like the movie, or do you just like the guy and his weird accent throughout the entire movie? Both are great. I don't know what she's talking about. I, that's fantastic. what I was trying. Yeah, I was, that's what I was trying you to know, say. That, that movie is like, I have loved that movie ever since I saw it back in like 90s. And then the internet happened and, you know, you get into looking up movies and stuff and you realize like everyone hates that movie. Mm-hmm. And you're like, what? Really? I can't believe this. Like you can't, I can't wrap my head around people not liking that movie. It's just a fun movie. Yeah, I understand, like, yeah, I, I'll, I'm willing to admit that, yeah, uh, the monster kinda doesn't make a lot of sense. No, but uh, like I was explaining to her, I said, there is some stuff cut out of it, I was like, yeah. this was one of those movies, like, it was made from another short story. Very uh, short. Yeah, as like, but the sad part is, is like this one, uh, unlike the other ones, there's a lot of stuff missing from this, and it just seems to be where everybody accepts all the other ones that have nothing to do with the story. But this one, that has even less, it's kind of er, people are like, "Oh no, graveyard shift? Why?" <laughs> it's just. Oh, it's great. I don't know what. Yeah. Doing. Oh, yeah. I, I enjoy it. Fucking fantastic. But I watched. Uh... It follows. Yes, I have a copy of that. It stinks. Don't watch it. Seriously, dude, you'll be, you'll take my word for it. 
it is the most pretentious thumb up your own butt uh, shoegazing indie horror movie that it, it's fucking horrible. I That's knew it. That's what I'm hearing. I knew it when I saw the trailers that all that fucking hype was studio generated. I knew it. I, I could fucking almost smell it, man. I got a, I got a nose for that type of shit. And indeed I was right. It's, it's an awful fucking piece of dog shit movie. It sucks bad. Um, I don't even want to talk about it. It sucks so bad. Fuck that movie. Um, <laughs> well, let me get oh, my phones over there. Anyway, uh, I watched, oh, here we go. I guess this week wasn't as good as I thought it was. I watched, uh, this movie called Big Game. Do you remember this trailer? Everybody was kind of like, what the fuck is this? About maybe six months ago, Samuel L. Jackson is the president of the United States. And uh, he's flying to a, a G8 summit meeting in Helsinki when a crazy hunter-type dude shoots Air Force One down with a Chinese rocket launcher. And... Samuel L. Jackson enters his Donald Pleasant's I'm the President escape pod. I got to get out of here in the plane. It's basically Escape from New York. If, I was going to say, it sounds like it. If it's not New York and Snake Plissken is replaced by a some, probably 12 year old Finnish boy. <laughs> and they're in, it's not New York, they're in Finland. So it's like on the set of Troll Hunter. It's pretty weird. I liked it, though. It's pretty good. Ray Stevenson's is in it. My boy, he's in it looking. They got him in, a, in. they got his hair all gray, and he's looking old and crazy and yeah. sinister as shit. He's great. I'll watch that dude in anything. I love him. But I, Hey, if you want to hear, I have some breaking news for you. Hit it. What is it? Mad Max, breaking news, has broken $300 million internationally. Nice. Night. Just found, just found it. I think, I think that's Oscar movie territory, dude. Seriously, I've seen that thing six, seven times, uh, six times, seen it six times in the theater. I think Charlize Theron's going to get a fucking award for that. I really do. I think maybe for once. I know I said that's not the type of movie that the Academy looks at. I don't. Mm. I think they're going to be forced to this year. Not that any of that shit makes any goddamn bit of matter of anything and just i've stopped caring about the oscars like 15 years ago it's a joke to me but i think they're gonna have to be they're gonna be forced to look at because she did such a good job and it just pisses me off that people are still harping about it's a feminist movie whatever i don't care i don't care it's a fucking a a great ass fucking movie so what some blog asshole figured out a way to you know, stroke. That's why I said he won. Yeah, he won. He won. He won. Yep. He, I, I, it's like, okay. He won the game. Nobody knew that we were playing. So good job, yeah. jackass. Everybody, everybody is now, uh, heard of your blog. Good job, Return of Kings. Yep. And guess what? Still no one cares, probably. Other than to call you an idiot. But on to what I watched. There's this documentary that's been getting talked about. Just hit Netflix. It's Excuse me. It's called Hot Girls Wanted, and it's a documentary all about amateur porn. And really, it is pretty gross, dude. Pretty gross. Like they go on this. It's all these girls. They're like 
they talk about how like amateur porn is pretty much killing like the big porn companies or just rivaling them because it's it's all amateur now and yeah I, I don't even care I'm fucking 37 I don't give a shit about porn anymore I know it's going mainstream I don't care uh, there's just so much shit I don't care about at 37 anymore that I semi cared about when I was 18 but it, it's all these 18 year old girls they just get chewed the fuck up, man. They're, it's, they're meat for the beast. That's all they are. Yeah. They're in the industry for like a month, maybe, and they're yesterday's news. And it just, it, it follows two or three of them, and they just go, they get hooked up with this dude who runs this modeling agency called Hussy Models. And this guy is the most, like, douchiest, looking MMA loving affliction t-shirt wearing uh, sideways baseball cap white guy that thinks he's fucking the shit ever that's never done anything in his life he says that he's like I sucked at everything now I I fuck chicks all the time and it doesn't even make a difference to me anymore he's basically like almost a human he barely qualifies as a human being and all these girls, they follow the one girl that tells her mom, and her mom's just like, she's devastated, but she doesn't give her a bunch of shit about it because she understands she wants the money, and she couldn't tell her dad. Her dad just lost his shit, and they're just, I don't know, I don't know the documentary makes you want to feel sad for these girls, but they do it on their own free will, and it's just, I feel sad because they go. Yeah, I was going to say more now than ever. Yeah. They're not smart people. That's the thing. They're all these girls. This is what I got out of it. I took away from it. All these girls, they're the same. Americans are producing the same type of person. There's no individual anymore. It is all just all the, these girls, they're all the same. They're all drinking big pops and wearing the same clothes and the same sunglasses, going out at night in fancy cars, not giving two shits about anything and never said read or heard an original thought in their entire fucking life. Don't care. Give me the money. Fuck me in the ass. I'm out of here. <laughs> it's, it, it's kind of horrible, but the worst part begins when like the one, there's one girl that she gets booked on like a normal thing. It, it kind of goes into the slippery slope of porn. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Yeah, uh, first, we're going to book you with just normal porn. Just a dude's going to bang you. And then it gets, uh, an old dude's going to bang you. And then the next thing you know, this Latina facial abuse site calls her. And and she gets so degraded, like, she throws up. And, like, she, it's like some aggressive fucking blowjob site that she throws up. And they make her lick her own puke up. And. It's really just that's, yeah, that's not like, yeah, yeah. I'm not there to watch that. No, kind of no, and then it's just the slippery slope to where you're just fucking a reamed out person. But they have this 18 year old girl. I don't know why. <laughs> In the serious documentary, I found it so funny, but she's on there talking about how she can't get she's she just got booked, but she can't get any bookings for any normal site, and the, she just pulls out this dildo. That is at least a foot and a half long, has to weigh 20 pounds. Jeez. Probably got a, a 18 inch diameter on the son of a bitch. And she's like, 
yeah, uh, the producer I met the other day that says if I can get half of this in me, he'll book me. <laughs> so I'm practicing, <laughs> and I'm like, oh, Jesus, you're just, your humanity's gone. You're just a blank canvas of a person now. Fucking, yeah. you know, call the meth dealer up. That's the next step, lady. <laughs> Jesus. But, I mean, it's pretty, I watch any documentary. I don't know if it's good or not, but. Yeah, I wouldn't mind watching that just curiosity-wise. It's not, it doesn't, like, it's not a boob festival. It's not a, no, not yeah, a ridiculous I know. boner jam of a movie. I've always said that one of the the, the good ones was uh, the documentary on Ron Jeremy a, a few years back. See, now that's where, interesting. There's a whole different, that's a different story, man. The porn yeah. of the 70s and 80s is not like the internet. Like, all, the, all that happened was the internet ate it and threw it up. And it, that, that shit is not around anymore. That's where the Yeah, story but it, it was interesting because not only did it cover a lot of stuff from back in the day, but it covered what he's doing now and, like, how he's going to, like, frat parties as a guest and he's getting paid for it. And, like, how he's falling asleep at the wheel. and Ooh, That's not good. While they're filming it, it was hilarious. But I don't know. It's on Netflix if you want to check it out. Like, I love the porno, all the stories, but it's all the... All the shit from the 70s and 80s is infinitely more interesting than the fucking shit from today. It's just, we're a society that's eating itself. We're just fucking horrible people. Oh, yeah. That's all I watched. I think, I, I feel like I watched something else, but I don't know. Oh, yeah, I did. It's what I'm doing next week. So, I'm not going to talk about that till next week. So, we got this list. We've had this list, what, I don't know, last week, week before? We've had it for two weeks, but we've had different things we've wanted to do and mm-hmm. put it off. We have another list of Rutger Hauer movies that we, <laughs> yes. we need to talk about, but we're saving for next week. But this is a list of the 25 greatest Australian cult film films that are worth your time. And we'll put a link on the Facebook page. But there's some, some shit on here I've seen, some shit I haven't seen, some shit I need to see. So, okay, they've got a uh, number 25 here is Blood Moon. You ever seen this? No, I have not. What is this about? This is... Oh, okay. I like this first sentence. Let's not beat around the bush here. Blood Moon is one of the worst films ever made. <laughs> it's totally <laughs> inept take on a serial killer genre set in a boarding school. Okay. Uh, Might be why none of us have seen it. Yeah, hey. Oh, it features a fright break a la William Castle movies. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Uh, whatever. Uh, number 24, Felicity. Never heard of it. Nope. Didn't even like the TV show. No, fucking, nope. No, it, it looks like a, something that's not up our alley, but here's one. Uh, I love the director. Never seen it. BMX Bandits. You've never seen this. Uh-uh. Never seen BMX Bandits. Brian Trey- See, I remember this playing all the time. No, I was a rad kid, man. If it was, it was rad or nothing. Yeah, I remember rad, but this was one I've watched several times on HBO. Is it is it an HBO movie? I I don't think HBO put it out there, but they it was definitely on there all the time. Yeah, it was on there. Like, see, this dude was talking. It's like it's a great rainy Saturday afternoon film. Okay, yeah, like right after Kidco. Or something. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I need to see it, Brian Trenchard Smith. So that's it the, came out right around that time. Yeah, that's the that's the marker quality guaranteed. Uh, number twenty two, Alvin Purple. Never, never heard of this. 
looks like a sexual comedy. Uh, this one looks pretty decent. Uh, number 21, Backroads. Have you heard of it? I have not. I've never heard of this, but I'm with you on that. Yeah. It kind of looks interesting. Oh, uh, it looks, looks like this guy, uh, directed by Philip Noyce, went on to be a Hollywood dude that made films like Patriot Games and The Bone Collector. Backroads is like a t- early take on Easy Rider without all the counterculture stuff. I like that because I fucking hate Easy Rider. <laughs> Easy Rider is a movie where I'm just like, what the fuck this hippie bullshit? Yeah. But need to see that? This one, this next one is the one I want to see. The Last, the last of, the of the Knucklemen. This looks good. Uh, there's, let's see, what's this about? Uh, it's a drama about men working in a mining town in the middle of nowhere. I like this. Uh, a rat shows up and crazy shit happened. No, that's the graveyard. <laughs> um, it shows the hard work they do and also how they have to cope with a highly isolated and lonely life. <laughs> Albeit with booze, prostitutes are fighting. Uh, it's a punchy, no holds barred. Look at masculinity that makes the male species tick, unflinching and unsparring, a truly a cut above. I need to see this. I mean, this looks pretty good, but also, uh, number 19, a movie I need to see that I've never seen, Road Games. Good, good movie. And Stacy Keach is enough to sell me. I have a feeling a lot of people have seen that. Hostage is number 18, never fucking heard of it. Have you heard, uh, oh, it's the Australian answer to I spit on your grave. Wait a minute. Is this the fucking... True story? It's okay. Criminally underrated take on a woman in peril story. Hostage is based on the true story of Christine Marishis, or whatever. A young Australian girl that falls in love with with an immigrant, immigrant circus performer who I've heard in this movie never seen an active it. member of the Nazi party. Yeah, this I've isn't of, what I thought it was. Yeah, I've heard of it, never seen it. This, I thought this was the movie I've been looking forever for about the lady who I'm not sure she falls in love with the guy or the guy's a, a fucking cat burglar type of thing. But there's some movie out there where a blonde lady catches somebody sneaking in her house, sprays bug spray in his eyes, knocks him in a fireplace, and then traps him in the fireplace and proceeds to fucking torture him for the entire <laughs> movie. I remember seeing that when I was a kid. Never, don't even know what it's called. Out of print, Dan, get on that, whatever it is. Uh, I've never heard of number 17, Pure S. Um, it's a film about drugs, whatever. <laughs> also, 16, a movie I need to see that I've never seen. I've never seen this, but I'm with you on this. Man from Hong Kong, also directed by the great Brian Trenchard Smith. Uh, I've seen clips from this on that Not Quite Hollywood that is awesome. Long Weekend, number 15. Just got the Blu-ray of this? Creepy, fucking super creep movie. Yeah, and it's absolutely beautiful. They did a good job on the Blu-ray, I've heard. Yeah, absolutely beautiful. Well, number 14 we could skip because it's amazing. We've talked about it. Razorback. Oh, yeah. We covered it. Yeah, one of the most beautiful movies ever. Uh, 13 we can also skip. Dead End Drive-In. We covered this, yes. Brian Trenchard-Smith again. Um, Stone is number 12. It's a biker movie I've, I've often heard about. 
think I've seen this. I'm not sure. But 70s, never. 70s bikers, Australia. Yeah, never seen it. We need to check. I need to check this out. This one, I really need to see. <laughs> the Cars That Ate Paris. Yes. It looks uh, fucking amazing. It's very odd, to say the least. Oh, okay. It's it, Hey, all you have to do to sell me on a movie is say, A, Australian, and B, Cars. And this yeah. has both, so it's I'm in it. just weird. Um, number ten, Turkey Shoot, all directed by Brian Trenchard Smith again. Also known as Escape Two Thousand. Mm-hmm. Best uh, werewolf on screen in history. <laughs> best best werewolf dude ever. Watch that movie. I believe the DVD is uh, out of print. Really? Yes. I thought didn't it come? Didn't they put it re-release it on a two pack with America Three Thousand? No. If they did, with, I thought they did. Not with America 3000. They should release that two-pack and call it The Greatest Werewolf Meets the Greatest On-Screen Bigfoot. I was going to say, I believe this just went out of print in the past year. Okay. Dogs in Space is number nine. <laughs> never heard of it, never seen it. It's got a, a MA-15, which I would be, I would believe would be NC-17 in America. But, so. uh, it's got the guy from NXS in it. <laughs> so, whatever. Romper Stomper, number eight. That's a movie I've seen. Um, it's a skinhead movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, Russell Crowe. Russell Crowe. Yeah. Uh, it's the second best skinhead movie, if that's what you're into. Being, you know, American History X being the first one. But this one's pretty, it's fucking crazy. Uh, number 17, Wolf Creek. Seven. Seven, whatever. I don't fucking know numbers, dude. I'm barely literate. <laughs> Christ's sakes. Uh, Wolf Creek, see it, uh, then watch the second one and be amazed. Because I do believe Wolf Creek 2 is better than the first one. Uh, yeah, I, I agree. I agree. Number six, never heard of it, Angel Baby. Nope, never heard of it. This I have heard of. I've never seen it. Number five, Bad Boy Bubby. What the fuck? <laughs> what is this? They truly broke the mold when they made this one. A story about a man who has never left the house in which he was born. This is a truly original, bold, and ballsy work with a sounding central performance from Nicholas Hope. We see Buddy eventually leave the house. And <laughs> what? I have no clue. It looks like a messed up. Typo there. They can't write. Whatever. I don't know. Deeply disturbing, funny, compelling, and ultimately moving work. Whatever. Okay, I'll watch that. Number four is Chopper, which is fucking awesome. Yeah, good movie. About Australia's most infamous prisoner. Number three, Animal Kingdom. Never heard of it. The crime film? I, I don't know. Number two, Mad Max. Of course. Um... I was thinking the other day, mm-hmm. if you were going to introduce somebody, say say you met somebody that's never seen a Mad Max movie, I think it would be good. I think like the way to do it is to be like, okay, The Road Warrior, then you watch Thunderdome, then you watch Fury Road, and you say, okay, if you want to know more, here is Mad Max. It's almost like an appendix to that series. Yeah. 
Like, I think that would be the wisest way to watch the trilogy. You see it all go down, and then by the end of the end of Fury Road, you can go back and see where he comes from. I think it makes more sense like that. It does. I know where you're coming from. And I think part of the problem, Road Warrior just seemed it to... It the fucking ball out of the park. Yeah, and it had a budget where the first one didn't have the budget of that second one. But I think that's even cooler because those stunt dudes just really did that safety be damned. Yeah, and, and that, it, it just, uh, yeah, that first movie, Joe, if you like car crashes and stuff like that, you're gonna enjoy it. Mm-hmm. And Toe Cutter? And Bubba? Toe Cutter, Bubba yes. Zanetti? All kind of good things, but it's just like an, I don't know, I've always seen that movie as an appendix to that universe. Kinda like the, kinda like the Silmarillion is the, the fucking Lord of the Rings. Mm-hmm. You don't need to read it, it's just backstory if you want it. But number one, Wake and Fright. Awesome fucking movie. We covered it. It is truly fucking crazy. And Donald Pleasance is in it, so why would you not want to watch that movie? Donald Pleasance gets all drunk. It's great. So there you go. There'll be a a link to the list. It's a pretty decent list. So we got questions, Tim. Yeah, that's what I'm trying to get to right now. What we got? Hit it. Uh, give me a minute. Facebook's being stupid. Dude, we've had internet problems for the last two weeks. Yeah, I know. Fucking Game of Thrones. Oh, that's what I wanted to talk about. Game of Thrones fucking killed it last week. Really? What happened? They dropped the mic. (laughs) Okay, so you've never seen it. I know you're... Me and Joe are planning in two weeks. Uh, the series, or season five is over with. It ends. And we're going to mm-hmm. do our season five wrap up since we did the one for last year, me and Joe. Uh, basically, there's a wall at the top of the country. Everybody at the bottom of the wall has trapped these people called the wildlings at the top. And it's business as usual at the bottom. Well, the wildlings uh, um, are coming south and everybody beyond the wall is mm-hmm. fighting amongst themselves over the Iron Throne. Needless to say, they, last week, uh, there was a fight that was between the White Walkers and the Castle Black, the Night's Watch, and it was snow zombies, and it made the people who make The Walking Dead look foolish. There was a uh, zombie avalanche that was fucking amazing. It was just the best. It was the best. Game of Thrones... If you watch that show, it always, something always happens in episode eight of the series that's super insane, and it trumped itself last week. This, this is the best thing ever. But that sounds cool. It's fucking awesome. It's amazing. Can't wait because it's on right now. I can't watch it. <laughs> Do the show. God damn it. So let's get to the <laughs> questions. I'm still having a problem with fucking Facebook being a fucking bitch and a half right now. It just... It's 2015. Sh- we can't get something to replace Facebook yet. Obviously, shit just stops working tonight for me. Let me see if I can't get them. Because there's a bunch of them. Okay, I got them. You got all of them? Because there's one even on our other page, too, from Bryce. Oh, my God, there's like 30 from Bryce. 
Yeah, okay. he has them on one page, and then like the other page, he asked one question. Okay, Bryce, Super Space Jesus asks, "Have you ever played Snap and Tickle with a lady that had box trolls?" <laughs> what the fuck is a box troll? <laughs> doesn't have anything to do with anything. I know. I don't know. What the fuck? Okay. He also asks, which guy or gal that you know is most likely to go commando? I feel like Demko rocks at commando. Sure. (laughs) Tim Gross. No, that ain't happening, dude. (laughs) Got Um, Yeti stuff going on. (laughs) uh, Bryce probably goes commando. Uh, dude, you know who goes commando? Fa- uh, uh, bootleg world, Chuck Connors? World famous actor Chuck Connors and friend of Alec Baldwin. Yep. Yeah. Sure. Um, I think he does. Bryce wants to know, why don't poor people rent midgets so they can... <laughs> I've seen the question. It's losing it. Why don't poor people rent midgets so that they can tie a rope around them and have them extract coins from wishing wells? The one from the Goonies was probably about worth three grand. (laughs) He wants to go fishing with a midget as bait? I suppose that would work. Only if you get the coin that has Martin Sheen. Martin Martin Sheen, that's President Kennedy, you idiot! Was that different? I mean, he played Kennedy once. Um, boy, this podcast is falling apart real quick. Fuck you, Internet. Uh, Bryce asked, do you think rich people rent midgets so that they can go to parties? <laughs> when did we become the authority of midgets? When you talk about them I don't so talk about midgets. I don't. I like Peter Dinklage, but guess what? So does everyone else. I'm a fucking Michael Rappaport man, or a fucking whatever time bandits is awesome. I love that. Okay, so do you think rich people rent midgets so they can go go to parties and they can rest their drinks on their heads? I guess. Sure. I don't know. There's a movie out there I saw. I don't remember which one it was. But there's a midget in a Mexican restaurant wearing a big sombrero, and around the sombrero there's nacho chips, and in the top of the sombrero there's nacho cheese. And he just walks around and people dip nachos off his head. So I'd be down for that. So Bryce keeps with the fucking comments. Uh, his question is, what do you think would be the most hilarious use of a GoPro cam? Porn. That's been done. Let's put a GoPro on my dog. And... Uh, no. I don't know. I could... Fucking trying to think here. I don't know, man. But, dude, this internet thing has just got me off my game. I can't fucking... Well, I don't know. <laughs> what do you miss more, Bryce asks? What do you miss more, Chi-Chi's or Ponderosa? Um, Ponderosa. I was never a Chi-Chi's person, even though I like that kind of food. Well, if you come to Portland, we still have a Ponderosa. <laughs> oh, really? Do you go to it? No. Why not? It's not good. Here, here's the thing. Here's the thing about Portland. We have a Ponderosa. We have a McDonald's, we have an Arby's, we have a Subway, we have a Burger King, we have a Taco Bell. What do you go to the most? Uh, I'm a Subway dude. 
Really? Only because our McDonald's, we are flanked by four other McDonald's in other, two other McDonald's in two other really close towns mm-hmm. that are really good McDonald's. Ours sucks. No, like ours, our McDonald's is terrible. Our Taco Bell is the absolute fucking worst Taco Bell in the United States of America. Our Burger King's okay. Our Subway's great. I love fucking Subway. And our gonna, is decent. I was going to say, Ponderosa, the Subway's around here could go suck a dick. Our Ponderosa is not very good. Do you like stovetop stuffing? Yes. That's what you get at fucking Ponderosa. And awesome. Yeah, I love stovetop stuffing. I fucking love that shit. But it's it's just not very good. I'm actually surprised that Ponderosa is still around in Portland. But I, I uh, really got to give it to our immense population of old folks for making that happen. <laughs> Ponderosa is old folks place. But, uh, oh God, Bryce has more. Uh, what's your favorite hostess or Enemans product? I believe you've had this question before. I don't know. I think you it was to explain Aston... to me what an Enemans was. Yeah. Yeah. Cause it's another bakery. Yeah. Oh, breaking news. I was watching how it's made today. Mm-hmm. You know that show, how it's made. Yeah. I know how pierogies are made now. <laughs> <laughs> they had all kind of fucking pierogies. They were just, they were knocking pierogies out of that machine left and right. It was, Where did, was it in Pittsburgh or was it? Somewhere? Oh, I'm sure it was in Pittsburgh. <laughs> it was a fucking pierogi factory. Okay. <laughs> oh, I, I don't know. What's the, what's the fucking best pierogies, like frozen pierogies in a, like, bag that there is? I'll tell you if I, one. I don't know. I mean, to me, they all kind of taste the same in that form. I think a lot of it has to do with who is making it. I, I know you said, like, if you find old folks at a church like, oh, yeah. making pierogies, that's where you go. Yeah, fish fries, like, yeah. during Lent season. Yep. Oh, yeah. Get that 90-year-old lady making up some... Homemade pierogies. So what's in a pierogi? Because they had uh, kind of like uh, potatoes mixed with cheese. Yeah, it used to be just like potato in dough. Well, in the last See, few I years. See, I like both of those, but I don't think I like them in like. In the la- yeah, I was going to say in the last few years, they're just, they've gone crazy now. You name it, it's in there. Like my brother was at the pirate game a few weeks ago, and he takes this picture and he sends it. He sends it to, it sends it to me. Uh, wife's showing me on the phone. I'm like, what the fuck is that? It is a hot dog with pierogies on top, jalapeno peppers, bacon, cheese, something else was on. It just looked ridiculous. I was like, you're still alive? <laughs> has, your butt, has your butthole collapsed in on itself yet? <laughs> He's just like, he just, he texts Did me. Did he back. get it at a Pittsburgh Pirates game? Yeah, yeah, they got like they got a pierogi restaurant inside the uh, PNC Park. Nice. Yeah, oh, even though I still haven't stepped foot in PNC Park, yeah, like every year they got something new. Like you could buy gourmet sandwiches everywhere in PNC Park. That's how it is at the at the Reds Stadium. Yeah, and they have I think it's in left field. And this is the one thing I do want to do if I'm going to go to a Pirates game finally. It's been 15 years. If I'm going to go to a Pirates game, I want to go to all-you-can-eat seats. Oh, shit. 
It's you thirty. Break out the fucking money on it. Sure. <laughs> it is thirty-seven fifty for a seat. That's not bad. No, but you can. What is it? It's all you can eat: nachos, popcorn, cotton candy, pop, water, hot dogs. I believe cheeseburgers. Um. Oh shit! Let's go. Ice cream man. sandwiches. There's a couple more things on Hug? this too. Can you get hugs? <laughs> I don't know about that. That's some Pittsburgh be- food. I believe it's. I believe the seats are thirty-seven fifty for this. Oh man, that's and, cheap, dude. That's cheaper than regular seats at the Reds games. Oh, I was gonna say most of the regular seats in PNC Park, like normal seats, are anywhere from sixteen fifty to twenty-five fifty. Well, you, you know what you do. You just buy the cheap seats and move town. That's what we always do. They actually have people that they don't let you. No, yeah, they actually have people that surround that section. They don't give a shit in Cincinnati. Yeah, see, in Pittsburgh, since that, since they started doing that section, they even make sure like you're not giving up all your food to other people. Well, I'm sure they would. Yeah, fucking the all you can eat seats sound like fucking awesome. Yeah, free peanuts. Yeah. Oh yes. Yeah, Dad just, wanted to go, man. Dad's wanted to go for a while now. I, I've said to them, I said, I, I go. It's just going to be all nachos all the time. All nachos. <laughs> Maybe shovel. Get like goddamn our assholes destroyed. <laughs> That's my Maybe. play, dude. When I come to Pittsburgh, I want to eat a pierogi. You want to eat a pierogi? I want. I want Tim Gross to. We'll either okay since we can't do both. We'll either I'll have Tim Gross find me the best pierogies. Or Tim Gross can find me the best uh, sandwich dudes. I can't think of their name now. What's the big... Permanis? Uh, yeah. Yeah, well, I was going to say, Dan wants in on this. Cause yeah. He was, he was saying, because he's even said, he's one. He's like, we should, like, after the show, like, maybe Saturday night or something, he's like, we should all go somewhere. Get T-shirt Joe and get Kyle, and we should just all go somewhere. Okay. So, yeah, we'll have to th- – I'll, I'll talk to Dan about it. Too. Yeah, because I know the big thing is, like, in Pittsburgh is Permani Brothers, but you got to know good. where the good ones are. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, Sick yeah. franchised or something. I know you could get them sent to you on over the Internet. Yeah, yeah, they they just started that. I forget the, the price it, it ranges from, but you could get enough to make four sandwiches, I think, it, what it is. Nice. But anyway, what's your favorite Hostess or Antamins product? Oh man! I know. When I, I was a good, you know, I was going to say when I was a kid, I used to eat Twinkies and the apple pie for Hostess all the time. I liked the fucking Inamins. You could get them at Walmart here because I saw them earlier. They're like a big like strudel. Yes. Yeah, those cherry ones are great. I was going to say the raspberry ones. That yeah, is all. They're long and they're like for four different people. And I loved, they haven't done it in quite a while. I don't know if it's just where I go. Enemans every holiday used to make holiday donuts. Like if it was St. Patrick's Day, they'd have green jimmies on their donuts and I'd buy it just for that reason. They'd have or, fucking beer. <laughs> it just, it, it just like every holiday, they, you know, they would have like a special donut and it just. See, we have that around here. But we have a, we have a company called Con Cannons. It's okay. local, and uh, Con Cannons delivers to like all the grocery stores that aren't Walmart around here. And you get in there early in the morning, you have to literally fend yourself off from Amish people. 
the Amish will stalk the fucking con cannons. And, and you have to fight an Amishman to get these things. But they are the best fucking donuts in the world ever. They're I not was... good when everybody knows they're not good when they're not fresh. Uh, like okay. Day old con cannons are not good. It's kind of like Krispy Kreme. Yeah. Fresh ones are awesome. Yeah, I was going to say, I, but I'll tell you what, the one thing that every once in a while I find myself by besides a hostess apple pie, ho-hos. Ho-hos are decent. Yeah, because I used to eat Little Debbie's version of the ho-hos. They called them Swiss cake rolls. Yeah, not as good. They, not as good, but I loved them. I'd still eat them, mm-hmm. but it was not as good as eating a hostess ho-ho. Okay, so... <laughs> That and I always loved they had. They, I like the Christmas con- trees. The little I, yeah, well, I like the Christmas trees too, but I always loved Hostess had a, a cupcakes called Ding Dongs. Uh huh. <laughs> I just always loved My grandma them. used to have Ding Dongs at her house all the time. Always had Ding Dongs. Okay. <laughs> Bryce says, uh, name a band that you have given several tries to listen to. But can't get into them, even though on paper you should. Tool. Ah, uh, yeah. Um, Oasis is another one. Oh fuck, Oasis! I hate oh, them. Oh my passion. god! You but everybody and their mother tells guys. me, "Oh, you should like this band." No, no, I don't it's even like the like, Beatles. I just, I like the Beatles, but. I don't I'm a like monkeys Oasis. kid, man. I'm a monkeys kid. I like the monkeys also. And I found out, breaking news, IFC plays four episodes of the monkeys at like seven in the morning on Saturdays. Ooh. Yeah, I watched two or three episodes today. It was great. <laughs> Fucking, it was awesome. They got invited to a haunted house. What, what is that on? Is on IFC. IFC. Huh, IFC I'm going to have to check monkeys that out. Early in the morning. Yeah, I'll have to try it. Check that out. The wife loves that show. Yeah, number one tool. Can't fucking stand them. Yeah, I, I see. Them. I have to agree with you. Hey, you know who, another band that everybody loves that I, I don't get? Red Hot Chili Peppers. I. They got a good bass player. That's about it. I liked them a lot years ago. I, I liked don't them in ha- Point Break. <laughs> yeah, I don't hate them. I, I just, liked them in The Chase. <laughs> I, I just, I don't know. Like, my. Being a feverish fan for them kind of waned as the years went on. Just never got into those dudes. I've always liked them. I, I was introduced to them in middle school and liked them since, before they got big and all that stuff. And it just, over the last decade or so, I just, eh, whatever. <laughs> uh, Bryce also asked, name a movie or movies that you will never go back to because they were they disturbed or upset you. No, I don't think I, I've, I've seen Cannibal Holocaust. I don't think I ever seen, need to see it again. Honestly. And you can go listen to the, uh, commentary we did. I, I don't know if there that's is. Not a, a, that's not a fucking slag on the movie either. It's just. Yeah, I don't know. See, I'll go revisit Cannibal Holocaust, but I don't know if there is a movie. you die no i'm sitting there thinking i don't know if there's another movie like that i truly hate that much i mean i could honestly say i'm never gonna go revisit the august underground movies and i'm sure fred vogel 
just <laughs> loves hearing you say that. But, uh, no, cause I, I like his other movies. I just, I, it, you know what I mean? Those types of movies, it's yeah. just, I don't get into. I even, and even unlike you, I separate those movies from the Cannibal Holocaust, the uh-huh. Last House on the Left, I Spit on Your Grave. Because those ones I've gone back to several times. Yeah, I never, I don't get why everybody thinks Last House on the Left is so shiking. I don't get it. I don't I think it's, the same with Martyrs. I don't. Yeah, that, don't yeah, it. that I'm with you on. I'm totally with you on Martyrs, but Last on the House on the, excuse me, Last House on the Left, uh, I think is more of aid stories behind it and like how it, that's when the ratings board was trying to get going and the really that movie was rated X and just like they were releasing it under different titles in New York and Chicago. And like, you get to hear the stories about like David Hess walking down, you know, walking down New York, you know, 42nd street and people thinking, Hey, we should go kill that guy. (laughs) See What he did. I mean, these stories of him basically getting chased and stuff were true. Like people took that as gospel after seeing that movie. That was, that's one of those, I think part of it too, as a society, we've become numb to a lot of that stuff. So it doesn't look as crazy as it used to do maybe even 10 years ago. But I know what you're saying. It just, I don't know if there's really, oh man, movies, um, here you go. I'm not going back to, uh, Puppet Master versus Demonic Toys. <laughs> For obvious reasons. <laughs> yes. There you go. I'm not revisiting that. Oh, I just lost the question, son of a bitch. Fuck you, Facebook. See, it's doing I lost it to you. God damn it. Yeah, see. Remember when this lurked and everybody liked it? Yep. (laughs) Like I said, it took a big crap today. Don't know why, don't know what its issue is, but it took a giant shit today. Hold on. Did you find them? No, all of a sudden, it is working for me. I am okay, you get to read help. the rest because I can't fucking find it. Yeah, it just all of a sudden it is working. Okay, read the rest. Uh, let me see where we are at. Chi-Chi's Ponderosa. Oh, Bryce Katzman wants to know who do you think is hotter, Blackjack Mulligan or Junkyard Dog? Oh, JYD. <laughs> I'm a Blackjack JYD. Mulligan myself. Hey, fucking JYD come out there swing the chain. Well, I guess Blackjack Mulligan come out there put the glove on. Yes. <laughs> See that he was, he'd hit people with the fucking shoe too, right? Like the cow. No, he'd just get you with the glove, put you in the claw, and the big bread sensor X would come down. Yep. Uh, uh okay, JYD's a hot piece of ass though. Blackjack Mulligan dead? I know JYD's dead. Uh, Blackjack Mulligan, I, yes, he is dead. Ah, oh, son of a bitch. They're both hot corpses then. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, here we go. Uh, we got the band. Uh, Bryce Katzman, uh, Space Jesus wants to know, have you ever pooped while sleeping? No, I've never shit the bed. Shit never, the bed. never been shit, never shit the bed. Uh, I'm sure I have... did one as a baby, but who didn't? Yeah. No, I've never exactly. been so drunk I've shit myself. T-shirt Joe said, what are your thoughts on X-Files reboot starring David Schwimmer and Zoe Dash? 
Joe and I told him, dude, that ain't happening because I, I know all about this and I've been keeping track of it. People, it's not happening. Tim's a year, you got the countdown going on, the official. Tim yeah, oh yeah. Fucking January 24th. Yeah, I just posted, there was a story of somebody who had the, the, the clapper up showing that, uh, <laughs> it's take one of the episode. So yeah. Uh, T-shirt Joe says, so mushrooms make good gator bait? Sure. Okay. Uh, <laughs> bootleg Tim Gross. Uh, we Tim need Wilder. a Batango shirt, Joe. What's up? Yeah, bootleg Tim Gross, Tim Wilder. He says, I think uh, Matango was a great take on Gilligan's Island. <laughs> yep. We'll talk about that later. Uh, Bryce says, uh, what is the longest you went without any sleep? I went four days. Oh, God, I think probably me. I remember one time back in the drug-fueled days. Drug-fueled days. Uh, me and my buddy Saxman went two days without sleeping, and we were on speed. Uh, legal speed, not fucking smack. Um, And we were up two days. I know we watched Sid and Nancy like six times. This was back in our gross gutter punk days. Mm. Yeah. So two days. I I gotta say maybe thirty six hours. I'm I'm an old man, Bryce. I can't go fucking four hours without taking a nap anymore. <laughs> I'm telling you, I eat a piece of food. If I eat a Tic Tac, I gotta take a fucking nap anymore. Yeah, I was gonna, I'm gonna say probably like thirty six hours, and part of it was when my daughter was much much younger, and uh, she just wasn't as stable. Let's well, that's understandable. Yeah, it just being up. No illicit drugs involved there. No, no. If anything, Frawley wanted them at that point. <laughs> <laughs> um, T-shirt Joe, <laughs> which I almost lost it when I read this earlier today. Will Apache Chief be in Justice League movie? <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> oh, God, I hope so. I hope he claps his hands together and grows as big as a mountain. Yes. I hope the toy maker's in it. I hope I hope fucking Solomon Grundy's in there. I hope everybody, I hope Ted White narrates it. Uh, T-shirt Joe wants to know how much beer will Tim be bringing to Horror Realm and will it be enough? All. I told him I am bringing a bottle of Crown Royal. That's I don't my, want none of that shit. From my birthday. Because uh, I told T-Shirt Joe I would bring him a case of Yingling just because. Dude, Crown Royal is only good if you mix it with something. No, you got to drink it straight. Oh, fuck that. It's like goddamn. Ugh. Ask It'll Dan about that. It'll clean you out. <laughs> First right tour now. around. <laughs> Where I was pulling bottle after bottle. <laughs> and Dan just hated life that day we got other questions what we got uh, Facebook decided to poop again are you shitting me yeah it's just it's pooping like I said I knew Bryce had a question on the other page I can find it okay uh, here we go. Here's Bryce's other question. 
Why don't they make a sequel to Big Trouble in Little China set in other parts of the city? I totally <laughs> yes. watched Big Trouble in Little Italy or Big Trouble in Little Brazil. Israel. Sorry. Israel, yes. I would watch Big Trouble in Little Brazil. I, I never even knew there was a Little Israel. <laughs> I don't know either. I always knew there's Little China. But <laughs> have you ever driven? There's Koreatown. Have, yeah, I was going to say, have you ever driven through Little Italy of Cleveland? No, uh-uh. It's interesting. I no, never I knew good ass food down there. Never knew it existed until the one day when we were driving through Cleveland and Rick's taking us to that toy store that we needed to see that we got stuck in traffic because the Cleveland Indians are having a double header and I had to poop. And Oh shit. <laughs> that's where you Ron break a Wendy's <laughs> and that's where Ron Simmons comes in. and they had an italian wedding going on and it literally like the bride and groom walked down the street and people are throwing rice it is crazy like everyone gets involved reminds me of that scene in deuces wild (laughs) we're gonna go to the fest the feast but yeah, that that was on the same day as I had to poop so bad <laughs> that Rick was like, I'm going to go buy you an action figure. It's like, why? He's like, put it in your butt. It's like, okay, give me an action figure. I'll put it in my butt. That's where action figures go in Tim Gross's butt. Because <laughs> it's like, I got to, because literally we sat in traffic for two hours straight in like downtown Cleveland. No, I've been to just the area where the Brown Stadium is. Mm-hmm. I've been out to the flats in Cleveland. Yeah. Which, just like the song says, looks like Scooby-Goo goes down. <laughs> <laughs> but, no, I didn't even know there was a little Italy in Cleveland. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's definitely pretty cool, actually. I was very... We're, we're, I, just, I just had this funny... It's just like a, a million fucking, like, of the FBI from ECW walking down the road and flipping their hands under their chins and shit. Little Guido's fucking <laughs> running around. Well, that's what we're... That's what we're making. Trace we're, Smothers. We're naming all... Yeah, around. we're naming all the, the FBI guys. <laughs> <laughs> it be there. Because I was trying to think about it, because I was sitting there telling Rick, I was like, I, I was like, I've waited in traffic any longer. You're going to be waiting in your car, in my car by yourself. I'm going to just get out and go poop in traffic. <laughs> Happy wedding day. Here's a Tim Gross turd. <laughs> and that's how Ron Simmons became my alarm system. Awesome. Yeah. I'm not seeing any more, actually. Well, there was some. If 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 you if you wrote one and it didn't get answered, sorry, it's Facebook's. Yeah, I'm. I think we got everything. Facebook's being a complete butthole. But anyway, Tim, you watched Gator Bait. Yes. Let's hear about it. Deep in the swamps of Louisiana lives a Cajun wildcat, untamed and deadly as the swamps that spawned her, Desiree. Poaching gators are playing tag with the Louisiana law. Desiree roamed her land wild and free. Hey, Desiree! Hello, we're the name of the law. Then she tangled with the powerful Bracken clan. They wanted her for gator bait and murder. Then, 
youngest son and favorite of T.J. His killing unleashed a bloodbath that flowed through the Louisiana swamp. Crazed with hate. Damn! I can't wait to get my hands on that girl. Five violent men on a chase to the death. They killed her kin. They burned her out. They made her a savage. stole their food. She demolished their boat. Before she was through, they were killing each other. Is she animal or woman? They hunted her. They fought her. She gave them revenge. Cajun style. Coming to this theater soon. Rated R. Anyhow, Gator Bait, the 1974 classic. <laughs> if there was such thing as redneck exploitation. Oh, there is. <laughs> I was going to say, we found it. Uh-huh. Uh, it stars Claudia Jennings as Desiree... Theobode, or I think... Sure. Yeah, but basically just need to know. She's the crazy redhead that lives in the swamp, and the local authorities don't even bother bother with her or her family. And basically, years, generations have gone by, they know all about this family. Um, basically, Desiree and her family have lived in the deep, dark swamps of Louisiana, poaching gators for many years now. Most of the time, they're left alone just because they don't bother anybody. But you get to hear stories about, like, how Desiree cut off a dude's balls because he was trying to bump uglies with her, and she just doesn't like men or just doesn't like weird redneck people that basically all look like they're banging each other to begin with. Mm-hmm. But <laughs> anyhow, uh, basically the beginning of the film is uh, Desiree just hanging out, checking traps in the swamp, and the sheriff's son and his friend Ben Bracken, basically they're going to go banger. <laughs> basically is what it comes down to. They're going to go They're gonna go and basically rape her. Well, she's not having any of that, so she goes, grabs a bag of snakes, throws them onto the boat, and the sheriff accidentally no, snake sh- trick. Shoots, him, shoots his friend in the face. So, of course, the whole family is up in arms. The sheriff needs to come down. They gather a hunting party, and they go out searching for her. Well, even though they cannot find her, they find her little hut. And she has a sister and a brother. Brother whose tongue has been cut out or removed or was born without a tongue but does not speak. Dude made some money and didn't say one word in the whole goddamn movie. But... (laughs) 
Her younger sister, apparently a couple of the rednecks, after they capture him, take a lightning to her and decide to shoot her in the vagina. So <laughs> now that they've done that, they burn her house down and Desiree is just completely pissed off, of course, and goes hardcore style for revenge, kind of like I spit on your grave. Don't get to see anybody's dick get cut off, but basically she goes around shooting people in the chest with a with a uh, pump, 12-gauge pump rifle, and running people over with her boat. So, and as they, she basically takes them deeper in the woods, people are just getting shot, getting killed, getting jacked up, until some old dude basically says, I'm your real daddy. She's like, you all know what you're talking about, but you're a piece of trash. I'm going to leave you for the snakes and gators here. That's your movie. It's an amazing 70s movie. I loved every second of it. It was just hilarious. (laughs) I know, Kyle, you feel differently, but it was just a funny, just, it really is redneck exploitation, is what it comes down. It, It just, it was crazy. But, the weird thing is when I announced this and I went looking about Claudia Jennings, totally forgot that's who is in Death Sport. Um, that's why Death Sport's fucking recommended to me on IMDb. Okay. Yeah, I totally forgot she's in Death Sport, but did she was she one of the chicks that? Uh, she's basically Carradine's girlfriend. In the oh, movie. she's she's not the one that gets stuck in the um, wind chime torture device i don't believe so no i could be wrong on that but i believe no she might be yes she might okay but anyhow claudia jennings apparently literally lived life fast and furious and literally basically her career spans eight years died at the age of 29 in a head-on collision on a highway in California. Yikes. Basically was declared dead on site after they got her in the paramedic van. Basically, she died. She just apparently, she was a cokehead, really got into the drugs heavy like a lot of people did during the 70s. Yeah, it was a lifestyle. Cleaned her ass up, and it was kind of like, hey... Kind of like the stories you've heard about Chris Candido recently. Cleaned his ass up. Somehow died of a weird thing, you know? And basically this wasn't, hey, she was drinking or anything like that on drugs. Just driving down the highway. Gets in a head-on collision. Dead at the age of 29. Within an eight and a half year period, she's working as a secretary for Playboy. In... I think she it said like St. Paul, Minnesota, somewhere like that. She's that's what I think of when I think of Playboy. Yeah, like she's working like it's one of their offices they have out there, you know, looking for right. talent. And she's a secretary. And basically, dude's like, I got a five thousand dollar check for you if we are able to do test shots of her. She does test shots in nineteen in nineteen seventy. All of a sudden, she is at the Bunny Ranch and she's playmate playmate of the year in nineteen seventy. Mm-hmm. Her career, she was a Playboy chick. yeah, career gets started. Apparently, she was voted on as the playmate of the decade. Basically, if there was such a thing, like everybody said, she was the chick they liked looking at in Playboy. But that doesn't matter. She got into acting, did several, several movies that a lot of people know. Fast Getaway. Mm-hmm. 
She was in Death Sport, Gator Bait, had just this career, also had a career of drug abuse, and basically she cleans herself up, and by the end of the 70s, she's dead. It literally, it's her career spanned it in the 70s, and that was it. Very, it's sad, but true, but it was definitely interesting. I, would, I mean, never even thought about that until I seen that. I was like, ah, oh, that's actually kind of interesting. I, I thought she was still around, all that stuff, but no, Gator Bait. If you like if you like exploitation films, this fits right in with you. You need to check it out. So, what do you think of Gator Bait? Yeah, there's a lot of just her getting roughed up in the, on the ground, and, and and her hair was all askew. I gave it three and a half out of four stars. Yeah, it's okay. There's better redneck exploitation. Fight for your life. Okay. I like that one better. I like uh, Make a County Line better. Oh, okay. I like, I don't know, Smoking the Bandit kind of. <laughs> Does that fit in there? <laughs> like, I just, I'm watching this movie and I'm like, when's Burt Reynolds going to yeah, Oh, yes, 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 I'm right with you, yes. Why is Burt Reynolds not in this movie? I was wa- I'm with you, I was waiting for Burt Reynolds to show up also. Why is Claudia Jennings not getting on the fucking Burt Reynolds mustache train? But they, I mean, they really went all out. This was like, it's kind of, it, this was, if there, if this had an equivalent, a black exploitation flick, Coffee, where Claudia's character Desiree sure. just goes out to destroy people. Sure. You messed yeah, with her, you messed with her family, and she just goes out and she just goes hardcore style revenge on people. Like I said, yeah, it was no dick cutting, but <laughs> no, no dick cutting. Thank God. Yeah, I, I did like the old snake in a bag gag. Yeah, <laughs> gets them every time. Um, I gotta give it. I'll, I'll give it sixty stars. <laughs> I know this is Rodrigo's boner jam. Movie. Oh yeah, bro. Ooh, he was that upset. Dude loves this chick. He was upset. We were covering this. <laughs> yeah, I asked him to be on. He said he couldn't do it because he's a nurse. Or he's a nurse now. And he wouldn't be around, but yeah, he was upset. I don't know, man. These chicks, like Claudia Jennings, is hot, but I just love Kay Lens. I'm a Kay Lens dude. Yeah, you know what? I just like I said, I enjoyed the movie. I liked her character. I mean, it wasn't her like them trying to like basically here's Claudia Jennings. She's gonna be naked through most of the movie. No, it was like here's Claudia Jennings. She's gonna fuck people up. Ninety uh-huh. <laughs> percent of the movie. Is. And it was yeah. cool. I enjoyed that stuff. I this literally should have been another TBS classic, just for how many rednecks were in the movie. It totally feels like a fucking TBS. Yeah. Statement like, movie. Th- yeah, like this was the movie you would watch before Frogs. For some reason, it just felt like it. Fucking frogs. <laughs> but since I talked about that, would you like to hear a little bit about Gator Bait Two? Cajun sure. Justice. Cajun Justice is what it's called? Yes. Sure, let's cover, let's do that. Never one, I least heard the title Gator Bait. Never even imagined there was a sequel. Well, more than likely, nobody else did either. I knew there was a sequel to it. And, well, I'm impressed, sir. Apparently, the Sebastian couple uh, Fred and Betsy or Beverly or whatever, Sebastian, who wrote and directed the first film. 
based on their own screenplay and story of Gator Bait, decided 14 years later, hey, let's go make another one, and we're going to put our own kid in it, in the lead. And our name... Creepiness ensues, whoa. Creepiness does not explain... She, uh, Jan basic, Jan Sebastian plays the role of Angelique. Angelique has just gotten married to Big T. Now, the next, I don't know, 25, 30 minutes intercut by her learning how to shoot a shotgun and go crab fishing is basically rolling around in the hay with her husband, which is fine, but at all times, both characters naked, her parents are basically saying, hey, do this to him. Do that to him. Roll around. <laughs> Remember, it's just like, when did this conversation come up with their parents? Their parents are like, hey, you're going to be topless 70% of the time. Creepy. Let's do this movie. And that's why it is just like, oh, yes, it's some weird shit, people. But if that wasn't enough, it's like, you got to think about, you know, they're doing the fake banging in the sack, and mm-hmm. her parents are sitting there. So even if you're the actor, you got to feel weird because they're telling you, you're not doing it right. Or you got to show more boob or got to grab her butt. You, just come on. This is just, if you're into incest, you'll love the movie. <laughs> just if you're not, it's kind of weird. <laughs> Fucking weirdos. <laughs> but yeah, they actually, for the wedding scene, they used real local Cajun people that were down there. Like, they put it in the synopsis. <laughs> like, real local Cajun people. Like, like <laughs> Now with 100% more Cajuns. Yeah. <laughs> like, they're hard to find in Louisiana. <laughs> no, they're all over the place. <laughs> <It was> just, <laughs> Southern comfort. It was, I was sitting there reading the synopsis on IMDb before I watched it. A few days ago, and I was just laughing because they acted like we we're at Walmart. We find real people. It's just like, I mean, honest to God, how I how do you pitch this to your own daughter and basically say, "Hey, you're gonna be banging this dude," and then later in the movie, you're gonna get raped by five rats, and we're gonna film it. It just fucking weirdos. (laughs) It's like I said, it's just, it's bad. It's very bad. It was taking everything in me to get through that movie. That that movie is just terrible. But hey, it's a sequel. I had to watch it. I knew that was coming. (laughs) But yeah, I, I enjoyed Gator Bait just because it was what it was. I mean, it is exploitation. It just, it's just <laughs> random. Hey, we're going to go fuck it with this redhead in the, in the swamps for no apparent reason. But dude, didn't you get your balls cut off? <laughs> no, we're going to go fuck with her anyhow. But that's Gator Bait, folks. Gator Bait 2. Which, okay, blows the mind. Gator Bait 2 at some point had a special edition DVD. <laughs> just, I want to... With 150% more Cajun. I, just, I had to get those Cajun deleted scenes in there. I just want to put that out there. It, 
What world do we live in? That this oh, shit. a special edition DVD. Oh fuck! You really got to ask yourself how screwed up are the Sebastian family? Oh god! Fucking Cajuns, dude. They're weird. They have awesome food, though. Yes, fuckers. But oh man, Matango. That's what I picked this week. That's my pick, everybody. Um, I'm I'm amazed. I'm I'm kind of in awe that the podcast is going on right now. <laughs> <laughs> the internet has not tried to shut us down in the last 20 minutes, but because even the internet bad. wanted to hear about Gator Bait and Matango. Matango. Seven young people shipwrecked on a mysterious island. The island was deserted. Not even birds or animals dared to come here. What did they find? Seaweed, fish, and turtle's eggs. Anything we can eat, as well as snakes and lizards. Just let me finish. There's a lot of grass growing around here. You can eat the roots. You can eat the roots of a lot of plants here. Never thought of that, did you? They were driven to the edge of starvation. Food was scarce, and they were forbidden to eat the mushrooms that grew on the island. Fear and hunger turned them against each other. I'll kill you. But Tango will help me live. I haven't been hungry since I left the ship. Mamie. Oh, help me. Help me. Please. Can't we eat the mushrooms now? That would really be the end of us. Akiko! monster. Can they escape the dreaded Matongo? You'll find out when you see Matongo. Matongo is a movie I've been looking for for a while. Yes, you have. Looked for it at Wasteland. Couldn't find it. Did not have it at Wasteland. Uh... Oh, shit. Hold on. Gonna... Yeah. Looked for it at Wasteland. Didn't have it. Uh, uh, Lieutenant Dan. (laughs) Out of print, Dan. Out of print, Lieutenant Dan. (laughs) Lieutenant out of print, Dan. (laughs) Hook me up with Matango. Attack of the Puppet. (laughs) Attack of the I get this confused with Attack of the Puppet people. Which is a good black and white film. Yeah, this is Matango. Attack of the Mushroom people. Because we've talked about that. I really believe, um, if... You go check out Attack of the Puppet People. I believe Charles Band stole everything from that movie. There were tiny people in it. Of course he did. Yes. But anyhow, go on. 100% accurate statement right there by Tim Grody. <laughs> there was a 100% Cajun people. 
Uh, this movie features no Cajuns, but 100% authentic Japanese people. Woo! So, but there you go. Uh, Toho Productions. No, yeah, no special edition. Uh, it, it does come on a fucking three-pack called the Toho Pack. It comes with Mysterians and Varnan. Varan. I've never heard of Varan. But I guess it looks like a fucking Godzilla ripoff. But Batango, Attack of the Mushroom People, is a movie I've wanted to watch for a while. Um, it all starts... Uh, mushrooms, to me, are fucking creepy. This, they're fucking creeped the fuck out of me. It, it all goes back to, when I was in college, I had a gross roommate. And his name was Alec. And we rented a house... And it was a lived-in campus house. I'll just put it that. But Alex was so gross. Alex had the big bedroom. I don't know what you, The master bedroom of the house mm. was Alex's. Because he had a giant bed. And he had his own bathroom off his off his room. I I had a bath. We had a another bathroom, but it wasn't connected to my bedroom. It was just there. So it was two baths, like four bedrooms. Me and Alex and some other people lived there. Alex was gross. So one day, uh, something was wrong with the bathroom in that I used that was my bathroom. So I don't remember. Like, the fucking toilet was jacked up or something. So I go into Alex's bathroom, and the floor was covered in mushrooms. <laughs> <laughs> it was the most frightening fucking thing I've ever seen. Evidently. He had taken a shower and all the water got on the floor and he didn't clean it up and it grew mushrooms. So ever since that then, is I've been crazy. Kind of, yeah, I have been creeped the fuck out by mushrooms big time. But uh, I, there's really not a lot to talk about in the tango attack of the mushroom people. It is basically uh, a group of city dwellers in Tokyo. It, it starts out with... um a guy in a psychiatric hospital telling the story about how he's the only one left on this of these people that went on this little vacation. And what it is, is him and I'm not even going to try to fucking say these guys names. Uh, him and his buddies uh, took a, a fucking sailboat out. It almost, almost anthropopagus style fucking took it out. Uh, got a little too far from land. Storms happened, and they got fucking stranded on an island. Very Anthropopagus Gilligan's... Ooh! Ooh! Oh, that's an idea, Tim. What's that? Anthropopagus meets Gilligan's Island? That needs to be the next Tim Gross movie. You can have dudes on Gilligan's Island, and they get eaten by Anthropopagus? That would be great. Did you happen to see Tom Martino's... uh... I did. I saw him as fucking mask of fucking George Eastman. Yeah, it looks wonderful. Yeah, we need we need him to eat Gilligan. Anyway, these Japanese folks, uh, one of the ladies is like a fucking lounge singer, I guess. A lounge singer, and she's all high society. The other lady's kind of a prude, and does it doesn't jive with the whole rest of the group. Basically, the shipwreck's on a mysterious island. There's a boat on the island already. Uh, dudes go in there. There's mushrooms everywhere. They start starving. They have no food. They're eating, but they're like, okay, we're not going to eat the mushrooms. We'll eat these weird ground potatoes and carrots that we find, but we're not going to eat the mushrooms. 
So then it becomes like the thing. They start eating the mushrooms. People become mushrooms and attack. Then it's only the prude lady and her boyfriend. The prude lady ends up eating the mushrooms. Yeah. Oh no, the boyfriend has like fucking, oh no, she's, she's a mushroom person. A lot of cool rubber monsters in this movie. Yes. Of mushroom dudes. Yep. I think, uh, that the mushroom people effects are really cool because there's a lot of scenes where they go in these underground caves and there's just vegetation and mushrooms everywhere. And you can't tell where the people are because they're just mushroom people. And then they just start moving and it's cool and they attack. Hence the name Attack of the Mushroom People. Basically, uh, Japanese dudes get stranded, uh, find mushrooms, eat mushrooms, become mushrooms. And there's a twist ending. I give this movie 45 mushrooms. What do you think, sir? I give it I'm kind of bummed out that I didn't like it as much as I did, but it's okay. I, it's com- something completely different from Toho that's not Godzilla. Yes. Or Giant yeah, and it looks amazing. This Oh, dude, it looks great. Yeah, this this copy that Dan got looks amazing. And this and I've talked to Hoshouter and a couple other yep. people about this. And they were all saying, "Hold on, I got to add." Okay, got rid of that. But we were just talking about how, like, they were saying, does it look good? And I was like, yeah, this looks, I don't know where he got it, but it looks just remarkable. Yeah, it looked great. Because <laughs> a lot of people were telling me, yeah, apparently there's a lot of crappy copies of it out there. I first, Really? Because I couldn't even find one. Yeah, I first thought this was the killer tree black and white movie that's out there that I've always wanted to check out again. It's been many, many years that I've seen years ago on Chiller Theater, and I thought that was... a killer tree movie? Yeah, there's a killer tree movie where a tree kills natives and stuff, and, like, people are doing research. It's really weird, and it's black and white. It's cool and short cheesy as hell. Seen as a kid, it's, like, one of those movies I now want to find. Like, you wanted to find Matango, I want to find this movie. But it's Matango isn't that... Matango is the second choice I thought it was where it is Attack of the Mushroom People and, but it just, it's great. I enjoyed it. I thought it was a bit trippy for uh-huh. its time. I mean, it is. I love when the dude eats the mushroom and has the fucking trip. Yeah. <laughs> and he sees the lounge singer just singing. I'm surprised for 1963 they were able to get this movie out there. For how trippy it is at times, but I really like the story building of it being them all being shipwrecked and like the rich dudes trying to screw over the poor dude and yeah, there's all that. Nobody's stuff. really like caring that hey, some dude with mushrooms all over his face just walked up and tried to kill all of us. <laughs> and just I enjoyed it. It's funny at times. Kind of enough story that I'm like really. It just and and you, I was reminding myself this is the same company who made Godzilla, but like I said, I give it two and a half out of four stars. I was glad you wanted this. I'm glad I watched it. Cool flick, definitely something to check out again. Yeah, it's it's a really cool Toho production. That's not a Godzilla movie. So that's all for Matango. I'm kind of I liked it, but I thought it was going to be something more. But I liked what I got. Yeah, exactly. I couldn't have said anything better than that. Just what anyway, you said right there. What you got for next week, sir? Next week, I'm doing Beyond the Door 2. 
Dose. Dose. Yeah, since, and just to remind everybody, I do have a copy of Beyond the Door 3, if anybody's interested. I didn't know there was a Beyond the Door 3. Neither do I, but I have a VHS copy sitting in my basement. Just like I didn't know there was a Cannibal Holocaust 2. <laughs> Which I have. It's fucking crazy. That I am going to watch at some point in my life. If I get another weekend like this, I'll be watching it, believe me. Uh, next week, I am gonna cover a movie I saw this week that was fucking amazing. It's called Liam Neeson in Run All Night. Yes. And I have got John Cross coming on next week. Awesome. Because I put it out on Facebook, I'm about to watch Run All Night. Yep. Uh, this is the last chance I'm gonna give Mr. Liam Neeson and his throat punching nonsense. Before I call it a day, if this movie sucks, I'm going to blame John Cross. Yep. And then not 20 minutes later, I said, holy shit, this movie's fucking rad. Yep, I've seen those posts. I've seen what you were talking about. I was like, wow, you liked it. I fucking loved it, dude. It's it's. We'll talk about it next week <laughs> with John Cross. And John Cross is going to cover a Fred Williamson movie called Black Eye. Yeah, which... You've never seen. Never seen. Looks super old, but it's made at the same time Williamson was doing all his other flicks. Yeah, so Fred Williamson action next week in Devils and Liam Neeson throat punching. Yes. So what you got to pip, sir? Of course, you can always find me here at Bloodbass and Boomsticks. Uh, Maybe, if, the, if it works. <laughs> yes, very true. The internet gods have been very cruel to us the past couple of weeks. Gregory Hines, dude, he's he's laid low for a long time. <laughs> yes, he, he's trying to make a strong comeback. He's like, motherfuckers didn't like Eve of Destruction. What the fuck? I like Eve of Destruction. What are you talking about? I love you, Gregory Hines. <laughs> Don't own our podcast anymore. Uh, but also, like I said, you can find me here at Bloodbass and Boomsticks. You can always find me at grossmoviereviews.com. Um, if that's not enough. Please go buy my book, Gross Movie Reviews, The Wrath of Gross. You could find it on lulu.com or pick up a copy at Horror Realm, which is coming up end of July. And apparently T-shirt Joe and Tim Gross have been added to the guest list. <laughs> I saw that picture. <laughs> which was a great picture. I, I was laughing for days about that because there was people commenting on it, too. Oh, God. Um. I got nothing to pimp. Our website is www.bloodbasspodcast.blogspot.com. You can get our old episodes there. And you can follow me on Twitter at JSB underscore Boomsticks. You can like our Facebook pages. Just search Bloodbass and Boomsticks. And come back next week when hopefully our show fucking works. (laughs) Hopefully. Hopefully. And we tackled the Rucker Hour list. Yes, Rutger Hauer list. That's going to be a lot of fun. All right, we're out of here, everybody. Have a good one. Turn out the lights. The party's over. They say that all good things must end. Call it a night. The party's over. And tomorrow starts the same old thing again. All right. First of all, we'll start the day off by telling you, whew, it is Rolex time. Why do you eat people? Not people. Brains. Brains only. Yes. Why? 
Lucky. Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.